0: On. Aaron's Journey, the podcast where we talk to professionals in the media industry to help encourage people with disabilities to pursue their dreams.
1: Today's episode of Aaron's Journey is a special one with my good friend, Stuart Zagnit, the voice of Professor Oak from the Pokemon anime. Hope you enjoy the show. How did your career begin?
0: Ah, <laughs> very good question. Um, My performing career started A long time ago Longer than my voiceover career So you want me to go back to When I started actually performing For people?
1: Yep, go ahead
0: Um, Basically um, I knew from a very early age That I wanted to entertain people Um I used to watch a lot of comedians, uh, everybody from Laurel and Hardy to Abbott and Costello to The Three Stooges. I watched uh, Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin movies. uh, And Jerry always did a lot of slapstick. He was, uh, when I was watching him, he was doing a lot of physical comedy. And I think that really appealed to me at the time. So... I remember in my, uh, in my house setting up the furniture in the living room like an obstacle course, and I would see how many pieces of furniture I could trip over, tumble, bump into, so that became like a game for me, and, uh, uh, I guess it was good preparation for, for my performing career, and, uh, and then I found, um, opportunities in school to be in whenever there was a play, a holiday play or anything going on I would volunteer for that Um, and went on to high school um, doing shows Uh, I got more serious about it in high school because we had a a theater uh, group and we performed regular shows, like two or three a year and uh, that that continued in college I majored in speech and theater so really by the time I graduated college I knew this is where I where my my direction was going to be and um, I just never looked back I mean I've, I've been a performer I'd say most of most of my life mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, so that that's what got me going and uh I have to thank all those uh, All those funny people That I used to see on TV uh, For encouraging me To pursue this So Yeah um,
1: Yeah And um, now that Now that you mention it There are some roles That you're known for On Broadway Which um, Would you mind talking about Some of those?
0: uh, Sure Um, The ones most recently um, I was in the uh, The the hit Disney musical Newsies for its entire Broadway run, which was very, very exciting. Um, And I played any number of five different uh, oldies, we called them, because in addition to the Newsies, there were the older guys who played various roles and uh, supported the action. And so that was fun. kept me very, very busy doing that. Um, I just recently closed in "How the Grinch Stole Christmas," which was at Madison Square Garden, which is technically Broadway, <laughs> uh, uh, playing to like five average of five thousand people a show, um, which is a lot of fun. And that's the fourth fourth production of Grinch that I've done over the last ten years. Um, then I was in shows that. People might not be as familiar with uh, a show a Broadway show called well uh, the other one that more people would know would be Seussical the musical so I was in the original Broadway company of that and now a lot of schools do uh, a, a Susical junior but it's basically the show trimmed down a little bit um, And that was that was a really fun show to be a part of. Uh, I also did a show called The Wild Party. I did something called The People in the Picture, which had shorter runs. Um, And uh, around uh, national tours, uh, I was the wizard in Wicked for 15 months on tour. Um, And I've done other shows like uh, Fiddler on the Roof uh, and off-Broadway, I've had a pretty pretty substantial career. And one of my favorite shows uh, off-Broadway was doing the original Little Shop of Horrors. And I played the, the last... Uh, I was the last Seymour in the original off-Broadway production at the Orpheum Theater. So, uh, which is something I'm very uh, proud of and uh, was was one of my... Uh, a particularly nice memory to be involved in that show because it's uh, it was an amazing show and that original production uh, was kind of kind of incredible so
1: yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) other than your Broadway roles um, you are you are most known for playing the voice of Professor Oak for the Pokemon May for the first eight seasons
0: that's very true and uh, a lot of my um a lot of the listeners, I'm sure, uh, grew up listening to the show when it, when it first came out. And um, that was that was very exciting. And, and that sort of happened... Uh, you know, a, a lot of things that happened in your life happened by, I call them, happy accidents. So, um, I, at the time, I, I wasn't in anything. and um, But an old friend of mine who was a former actor who's left the business and got into the world of law. Um, He knew somebody who was looking for character voices. So he gave me a phone number and said, um, oh, it's a new show. It's an animated series. I don't know much about it, but they're looking for character voices. So why don't you call them and they'll, you know, they'll set up an appointment. So I did that and uh, went in and I think I did about maybe four or five different characters I don't even remember all of them um, and then I didn't think too much about it and about two weeks later I get a phone call saying well we would like you to do this uh, professor character voice um, and I said great so I'd, uh, they started recording episodes and I'd go in and every time before we did an actual session, they would play back my audition tape to remind me of what I did at my audition, because I, I didn't even remember what it was I had done. And slowly but surely, uh, the voice of Pro- Professor Oak started to, you know, find its way. And uh and then, of course, it got to the point where I could I could do it in my sleep because uh, it became so second nature to me. Um, and, you know, I, it took me a while to realize we were in such a successful show. So uh, uh, eventually it, it dawned on me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and now that you mention it, Relating to you you're doing your role professor Oak, Oak, there's there's a bit of a funny experience that you've had in the studio, which I'm hoping you'll be willing to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was early on, and I was doing one of the one of the video games. Um, can I remember? I, <laughs> um. Uh, you,
1: yeah, it was Pokemon Snap.
0: Snap. So uh, I'm in the recording studio, you know, doing all—I mean, hundreds and hundreds of lines. They just—they just had these um, pages and pages of, of little things that they would insert at in various times. So I'm in there, and i, I start to do the, the 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 recording, and one of the executives from Nintendo who was Japanese and he had flown over and he didn't speak a lot of English but um, I'm in there for a few minutes and I'm talking and all of a sudden he gets on the on the mic and he says to me he goes uh, no, 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 no he says uh, more oki okay. and, and, I, and for, for a minute there I wasn't quite sure what he was meaning by that and then I thought about it and I realized at my audition I put uh, a little bit of a uh, a crack in his voice when he got very excited and I think that's what he was talking about the oaky quality and that sort of kept me on track so this Japanese man who didn't really speak English kind of reminded me about the quality of Professor Oak that uh sort of became, uh, the trademark. And, uh, so I guess I have to be grateful to him for that.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, with that, you know, you, you've done it for eight years, which that's, which that's really impressive. Uh,
0: well, thank you. I mean, I have to say it, it went by very quickly. Uh, we had such a good time. Uh, the, the, the team at start, it started first, <clears throat> in a studio called Taj Productions, which unfortunately is not around anymore. But then it was picked up by four kids and the group of, of writers, directors, uh, producers, and voice artists was just kind of magical. So I look forward to the sessions because they're always going to be very creative, uh, a lot of fun, and... You forgot that it was hard work, you know, putting it together. And we all we all just had a great working relationship. So uh, it it just became second nature to go in. And, uh, you know, I, I always knew I'd get a call. Uh, it was never, never exactly sure how much oak was being used, sometimes a lot, sometimes less. But whatever it was, I'd go in and have have a great time. And then when we got to do a few of the movies, that was, to me, a, a bonus, too, because to see, uh, see us on a big screen was really kind of thrilling. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, had, I, had, uh, I, I, I had a lot of fun, and, and those eight years kind of flew by. So, uh, <laughs> but, but it's nice to know that they're still around for people to enjoy.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, um, what would you say was the hardest... Um, Part about playing Professor Oak.
0: It actually became easier and easier for me because, uh, like I said, they were well well written, and I always loved the fact that uh, even though sometimes he was dealing with a serious topic, they never lost sight of his kind of eccentricity and his zaniness. So, which which was what I loved to play. And even in the most serious of situations, there's usually something kind of funny and offbeat that would happen. So that was a perfect match for my own kind of uh, crazy sense of humor. Um, The hardest thing, I think, in voice acting, especially when you're doing anime, where the video is already done and you're matching your lip flaps to the picture, is... Is fitting everything in because obviously the translation, um, for the most part, they were pretty careful about matching the flaps. But occasionally, we kind of had to squeeze and or modify just slightly. So, so there were a few occasions when we'd have to adjust the script with a with a few words or a few syllable syllables even to make it fit. Because you you don't want you don't want your audience to look and go, oh, you know he stopped talking and the and the mouth is still moving. So they were very careful about that, and that was really that became everybody's responsibility. So you got used to them saying, okay, you just gotta you gotta push that a little faster. Occasionally, they could adjust and squeeze it, you know, uh, digitally. And sometimes it was up to us to do it. So, so that became the the ongoing challenge. Uh, but like I say, it got easier and easier as we did it because we understood. After you're doing it for a few seasons, you understand uh, the drill, and you know, and you know what you have to do. So, it's kind of amazing how you can shave off. A second or part of a second, and and that makes the difference. So, um, it was a challenge. Uh, ne- never, never impossible. We always we always managed to get there where we had to go. So,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, it must be a pleasure to realize you've you've done it for eight years, and and looking back now now realizing that people are now able to like even even newer fans are able to appreciate the original
0: series when it first came out well I I think thank you I I think that that the combination of everybody's work really put a stamp on the series and uh, you know not to brag but I think our original voice cast just identified those characters so completely that um the kids looked forward to it they enjoyed they knew they knew who we were and you know i think we all grew into our roles so it was easy for us to inhabit those personalities um and i think that's what makes a good ensemble and and a good entertainment is the people are very confident about who they are and um you know, I think that's what made that's what's given the the series staying power. You know, um that we had a lot of consistency in our work and uh and the kids came to uh rely on us and depend on our our characters. Yeah. So you felt a certain responsibility to live up to that that level that we that we created.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I mean I mean, what, what was your reaction at first um, when you first found out that you that you and the rest of the cast were being replaced at the time?
0: It was a little unbelievable, actually. Um, I I think we were stunned that Nintendo decided to go to a different producer after all those years, and I don't think we'll ever know exactly what um, what w- what was behind the decision making. Um and it, it was kind of heartbreaking because these characters had become such a part of who we were and and we had no choice. We had to we had to walk away from them because we were no longer working for the producer that was doing them and um they had to move on. So uh you know, it just was it just was the timing of that decision. And uh just I just think it was it was a difficult adjustment to uh, to not having that in my life anymore you know Uh, I'm I've been comforted by the fact that the that the audiences who grew up listening to them still have a lot of affection for the work that we did and and they identify those characters with us so uh, that's a really good feeling that that's something that they've taken with them. You yeah. know that that that's a gift we've given them, and um, I don't think you can put a price tag on that. So uh, it it was it was a nice thing to be a part of.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides that, um, several years later, um, you you eventually got to do another role um, for Pokemon, uh, which was another professor that I'm that for what I'm aware of.
0: Uh, yes, I I did, and but it was it was for one season. Um, and he came back, I came back for, for that, um, and it was fun. He was, he was Oak-like, but, but not Oak. (laughs) So, uh, uh, I, I did that and, um, I was hoping that they would, you know, maybe ask me back to do some other things, but so far, uh, they haven't contacted me, so, um, if they're listening, give me a call. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, anyway, um, do you have any plans for the future?
0: Well, I'm I'm uh, back auditioning again. Um, the thing about uh, this business is there's there's many different uh, uh, outlets for it. I also do TV. I've been doing a lot of guest starring on on various. Uh, uh, a, a dramatic series. Um, I've done uh, Elementary, Blue Bloods, The Good Wife. Uh, just last season, I did uh, um, two things. I did I did uh, The Blacklist, and I did another thing for with uh, Alan Cumming called Instinct which is, uh, I think now it's in its second, it's going to start its second season. Um, so uh, it's it's fun to do those, to do the guest spots. Uh, I'd like to do more of that. And um, I still continue to do theater and I audition for theater. So, I, I you know, I, I think every, every season brings new opportunities. So I just... Uh, I'm just I'm out there looking for them, and and they seem to keep happening. So I'm happy about that.
1: Uh, what advice do you have for people who want to get into acting?
0: Well, the first thing I would say to you is, if there's anything else in this world that you would like to do besides acting, I would say do that <laughs> because uh, the the performance work. It's great, it's highly competitive and you have to develop a kind of a thick skin because sometimes you get the job and a lot of times you don't get the job. So if you have trouble with rejection, um, then it's probably not the right profession for you. Um, If you are really, 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 really super passionate about, about performing and it, it satisfies you in a way that nothing else does, well, then maybe you should stick it out and, and keep trying. Um, and I would say that, you know, you, the thing about it is you can't be dependent upon other people's responses. So when someone says, no, thank you, It doesn't mean you're you're a terrible actor it just means they didn't pick you for that particular job so if you can develop a good attitude about it and say all right i didn't get this one i'll get the next one and then you keep going and then i think you you could probably have a career so uh i i've I've been able to keep going in spite of the, the shows that i didn't get and the jobs that i didn't get because if you stay in there long enough, they'll be the ones that are going to pick you over somebody else. So, um, but, you, but only, only the people listening can, they're only the ones that can answer that about how serious they are about it and what they want to do. Um, but, I, but I'm serious if it's, if it really is that, um, you want to act and it's it's as important to you as breathing then I guess you should pursue it but if there's something else you could do that you that you enjoy then maybe you should think about that so mm-hmm. and uh, and I and I will say any other skills you have are very valuable as an actor so I would never dismiss that you're good at woodworking or you're good uh, at electronics or something you know um, those skills can come in handy so um, try to try to do as much as you can do. Ver- versatility is very important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you.
1: Um. Um. Jesus. Uh, what? Uh, what? Be, uh, be the last? What? Be the, your last word? You'd like to say to your fans out there?
0: Um. I want to say thank you to my fans. Um. It's been a really a pleasure. to... Uh, Working and, and, and plying my craft, the, the appreciation that I've received from, from my Pokemon fans, uh, I can't even begin to say how, how great that makes me feel. Uh, when I have met uh, Pokemon fans at some of the cons I've attended, if I run into somebody accidentally and we get into a conversation, they find out who I am, the response has always been unanimously overwhelming and appreciative, and uh, that that makes that makes a person feel really good. Makes you feel like your work, you know, w- meant something. And um, so I'm I'm very grateful to you all. Um, I hope I meet more of you over the years, the coming years, and um. um it's, I'm a very grateful professor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How can people contact you?
0: Uh, I have a Facebook page called Fans of Professor Oak, spelled out completely. So if you want to send me a message there, uh, that's a good place to reach me. Uh, I, I occasionally I'll post, you know, information, things that I'm doing. Uh, sometimes I post some fun pictures. So that would be the, the easiest way to get in touch with me. Um, and uh, maybe some of you will reach out and, uh, and say hello. <laughs> yep.
1: So, Stuart, I'd like to thank you so much for your time. And, and it was an honor, honor having you back.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you for inviting me again. That was, uh, I feel very, very honored by that. So,
1: <laughs>
0: Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Take care. (laughs) Bye. And bye-bye.
1: If you would like to continue to be a part of Aaron's journey, consider donating to the podcast monthly. Head on over to my anchor page for more information
0: on how to get exclusive bonus content and more.